You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. Howdy folks, welcome to the show. I have here the lovely Eleanor, and how are you, Eleanor? Um, I'm doing good. This is us back on the mic after a few weeks off. Uh, how are you feeling about our initial episode drop? I feel good about the episodes. Um, I enjoy doing them and I enjoy listening to them. I, I Also, I have no control over any of the creative stuff. That's all your department. <laughs> You're the showrunner, if you will. So whether I liked it or not, I'm still here. I'm still smiling. <laughs> you could have, yeah, you could have decided like, I've had just about enough of how Eleanor cuts my dialogue into incomprehensible yeah. speak. I liked your edits enough to come back and do more episodes. How about that? We started this just for the listeners context. We started this as more of a test and an opportunity for me to learn. I will say this when I do it's it is challenging to do the work of both giving people advice from the best version of yourself while also not living up to that standard yourself. Sure. So I'll often read the question or the yeah, of course. request and I'll I'll come up with a pretty succinct way of of handling it in a manner that I think is really respectful of of the situation and the parties involved and <laughs> and I'll look at my own life and be like, "Well, sure, yeah, I do one quarter of that." <clears throat> I'm great. Yeah, it's like parenting other people's kids. Like everyone's good at parenting other people's kids. And then when you're in the mix, like it's messy and sloppy and hard. Do you think that now granted we've only been doing this for a couple months, but do you think it's made you approach our relationship any differently? Probably. Yeah. I mean, in, in maybe some, uh, some ways that I haven't even realized or thought about, but yes, I think you may disagree with this, but one thing was like, we had to confront things. We couldn't let them unresolve. We had to work through things and 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 hit it head on and uh, resolve it. So I do think that happened, but I don't know if I brought all of that into our relationship. There's certainly more work I can do in that area. Do you want to go downstairs and pick up our cat? Because she's just crying at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> and he just silently nodded and then got up to do this chore. <laughs> she like murmur cried. Do you want to? I think her pillows over there if you want to get it hi hi Baz. you're really cute i uh had something happen to me the other day that i think is funny and kind of topical to this uh to this podcast i was up on the hill by our house uh i guess that's what we call it that makes it kind of sound weird but it's a neighborhood in our by our where we live and it's like a little town center and in the town center, uh, I was walking to this bookstore coffee shop area and it's kind of hard to explain, but there's like a little courtyard, but to get to the courtyard, you have to kind of go up this little set of stairs. This is such a Andy trademark. He always says something akin to, it's kind of hard to explain and then explains it. And you're like, what was hard about that? It's just hard to picture. Andy, 
I could hear your neck crack in the mic. You could? Yeah. Well, that's the only one I need to do. So we just, sorry about that. So we are walking, we're walking. And then to get up to this courtyard, you have to take like, I don't know, five stairs. So I kind of pop around the side of this building and walk up the stairs. And immediately there's someone staring at me, a woman. And she's like, Connor? And I'm like, no, I'm Andy. And as soon as I say, no, I'm Andy, I realize that she's waiting for a, like a Tinder date or like a Bumble date. Ah, yeah, yeah. She's like waiting right outside of the coffee shop's door. So there's also like the added thing where like if coffee shops are too full, people kind of wait outside in right. line. And so I was like, are you in line? And then she was like, no, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody. All like stressed out Blustered. about it and like... And she wanted me to get the fuck out of there so she could continue to like hawkishly wait for her date, Connor. Like she might want to dial back the like assaulting every man that walks up the steps situation. So that's she was like ready to rumble. Like she was <laughs> she was in in it to win. I know that I'm a crazy early person. So I showed up to everything fucking early and it was kind of agonizing to show up to those types of dates early. Would you specifically like show up a couple minutes late so that you weren't the first one knowing a you? Absolutely. Yeah. Knowing you because you're like so specific about how you do everything. It's so much safer to be the one who gets to kind of like ease into it and like, and I, and I think for, to your point, it's definitely come as a result of these agonizing first date moments, whether it's first date of friends or first date of relationships, like it's never fun to be like to have anticipatory anxiety. So I think this is an interesting, very, very small. These are like the minutia of dating, right? Like the little in-between rules. Like, do you show up on time? Do you yeah. show up a little bit late so that you're not the first person? How many days in between texting? Exactly. Yeah. You showed up early to are, our first date. Are we talking about our first date? Yes. And it was at a coffee shop and you ordered yeah, huge mistake. before I arrived. Is that a no-no or is that a, you had to do something and it felt like I, I got anxious. To. I was waiting there for 10 minutes and then I was okay, like, well, I might you as were, well have a coffee. You were waiting there 10 minutes because you were 10 full minutes early. Because I was 15 minutes early. Right. And then I, I was like, well, maybe I could store, order a coffee. I don't know. I don't know how I rationalized it in my mind, but then I'm, I... To, to quell my anxiety, I ordered a coffee. And as soon as I ordered it, you showed up. And then I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. And it was, and it wasn't like it was that. So dumb. It, I don't know why I did that. It wasn't even like it was that awkward. It was just like one of those moments where you were literally like holding the copy, coffee and walking to your seat when I walked in. And then all of a sudden we had to like interact because I was like, are you my and date? And of course I had to admit, like I ordered a coffee. I don't know why I did that. I should have waited for you. <laughs> Icebreaker. So I would say our rule, my rules from this conversation are like at best be on time, like or a couple minutes late, because then even if the other person's a couple minutes late, like you have less time between when you arrive to feel anxious about the first encounter. I also think don't just don't purchase anything before the two of you can like decide on oh we're gonna go into line or yeah. i'll get you something or something that allows yeah. there to be some a moment where someone's not halfway through a meal do when what you the, show up do what the lady who accosted me does and she like hawkishly waits out front of the establishment waiting to pounce on connor
let's move on to the question. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Great. User sad food contest winner writes, I am a 26-year-old female and have been with my 30-year-old boyfriend for three years. When we first started dating, we were both working at a corporate job and had to keep a professional appearance, so he was regularly shaving and getting haircuts. Over the past two years, he now rarely shaves and never gets his haircut. It's frustrating because I put a lot of effort into my appearance. For example, working out six days a week, good diet, skincare, makeup when we go out, etc. I don't expect him to be James Bond or anything, but I wish he would shave more or at least trim and maintain his beard better. If he wants to grow it out, that's fine, but he doesn't maintain it and it just looks bad. I've mentioned so many times that he looks so much more handsome, clean shaven. Seriously, he is so handsome and has an amazing jawline. Him having a full beard all the time is like if J-Lo only wore baggy pants that never showed off her butt. I've even jokingly said, if you want to stop shaving your face, then maybe I should stop shaving my legs and armpits. And his response is, ew, that's disgusting. So there's definitely a double standard here. He's also interviewing for jobs, and I don't think his unkept appearance helps in the video interviews. He wants to advance in his career, but if he doesn't put a tiny bit more effort into his appearance, how is an employer going to take him seriously? I love him so much, and I know I have to accept him, but I don't think it's fair in a relationship to let yourself go like that. Even if he gained 100 pounds, I'd stay with him. But still, what should I do? All right. So what do you think this user's options are in this situation? First and foremost, are you asking this question as a message to me? <laughs> I am not. Is there a subconscious element to this? I don't think so. You, I don't, I also, I'm pretty good. There's also, yeah, there's two point parts to it. One, I am not sheepish about telling you how I feel about your parents. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, the second thing is, is you're really, you're pretty responsive to it. I don't think you've, you've ever, if I've said something, been really resistant to taking steps. I also haven't asked you to do wild things. I mean, I've asked you to cut your hair or shave or, you know, take care of yourself. But like, I don't think you've been like, I, this is how I want it. I mean, that would be hard for me. If you were really like adamant that I needed to be like clean shaven all the time, I'd be like, no, that's not going to happen straight up. Right. But I don't know that she's, it doesn't I, I don't seem like she's, she's asking she's, that. she says at one point. She just wants for him to be well kept. And uh, I don't, I don't think that's a lot to ask. I wish he would shave more or at least trim and maintain his beard better. I think she already has a pretty good solid plan. She just needs to go for it, which is stop shaving your legs and armpits. He already said he wouldn't like that. <laughs> go ahead and do it. So my question- see what he says and then be like, okay, deal. You fucking shave, you know, at least get a hair. You, you can keep your hair long. You can keep a beard. She's even, it sounds like she's reasonable in this pursuit. I don't know. It sounds like he's just like using the, the pandemic to let himself go, which I think we all kind of did a little bit, but- Although let's, let's put it this way. I did, you did recently get a haircut. Yeah. I was and, o and I was overdue. You were overdue. Yeah, I was overdue. And then my haircut lady couldn't uh, fit me in for an extra two weeks. And then I was like really overdue. And then I said to you when we were talking about it, because <laughs> I w was not shy in saying, I don't think your hair looks good. You were like, yeah, I couldn't get in. And I said, why don't you just book it in advance? Like, you know how long your hair grows at this stage. You know how short you want it and how long you want it. Why don't you book in advance every six weeks? What was your response to that? Terror? A dumbfounded terror, uh, anxiety. <laughs> um, why? Why was it so stressful to have that proposition? 
it, I get a lot of anxiety around agreeing to do anything that I'm not sure if I can meet that. Mm. Like if I forget or I'm like out of town or like I didn't plan it correctly. You know how I am. Like haircuts are one of those things where I can just look at myself in the mirror and be like, you need a haircut. And then within a couple of days, I can have one. I don't know if I need to like put it into my 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 the thing that already brings an insane amount of shame in my life, which is trying to schedule things and and like be responsible for ex- appointments. Yeah, and- executive function. I just am fucking terrible at and I want to work on it. But I also should probably figure out what I do, what what hill I want to die on with that, you know? Yeah. Okay. Do you think it would be, I guess, petty for her to grow out her armpit hair or leg hair to make at this point? Here's the problem is that it would be like you trying to do that to me. You already have these high standards that don't have anything to do with me. You're not wearing makeup and looking nice and doing your hair and stuff for me. You're doing it for maybe for me a little bit, but for the world, like you just, that's the standard you keep. And that's true. There's no way like you would just like stop living that standard despite me. So I guess it is kind of petty. I don't think this person, if I can read into it, I don't think this person, I think this person is similar to you as they sort of stated, work out six days a week, eat right. I mean, I don't do either. Wear makeup, do skincare, but you do skincare, you do makeup, you do hair, like to the Every T. Day. You yeah. never leave that. I've never seen, I don't know if I've ever seen you leave the house without being like pretty well put together. I want to ask you, what if I asked you to do the reverse, which is that I asked you to have armpit hair and leg hair and like body hair? Would you do it? I think I would try it on for size, but I don't have any natural inclination. Right. Do you think that's different? I think um, this is foreshadowing one of the comments in from the Redditors. Okay. But I will just say in advance of that, I, I think that there is a gendered conversation around this. I, I think there is a difference in often the expectations of women and how they should present for quote unquote men. And I guess- Four was the what should be in quotes, not men. <laughs> but I I think that that is a deli- a more delicate conversation sometimes because there is already like a boatload of social pressure to present ourselves in some way that appeals to men. But I think when you're in a secure relationship and you have mutual respect and trust, then it's really about the relationship. And you can say, you know, I think you should do the work to figure out if you are coming from a disingenuous place. Do I feel uncomfortable when, you know, my partner doesn't dress appropriately for a formal function? And why do I feel uncomfortable? I feel like I I weirdly like agree with this lady that like it should, you should be allowed to ask your partner to like take better care of themselves. For some reason, I feel reserved about the reverse, but on its head, if I look at the outside, like the 30,000 foot view, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like what if I, said like, you know, like every once in a while, I want to just say, hey, let's go grab a burger. And you just grab a burger and you don't do your makeup. You don't do your hair. You wear your leggings and like a relaxed outfit, which plenty of human beings do in this world. Yeah. uh, And go grab lunch, not done up. Do you think that would be unfair of me to ask of you? Because it's kind of the same thing. Well, I I guess uh, I don't know how (laughs) I guess I'm struggling with if this is specific or if this is. No. Like abstract, like if you're like actually asking me these questions or we're working through this problem, like I have a, I think I have a different. No, no, no. I'm trying to put myself in the kind of the perspective of the female in this situation and like see if there is like something that I could ask you to do 
and like whether it would be an infringement upon you or if it would be like a fair thing to ask. I think it's a, listen, I think it's a, uh, that's like the core of this issue, right? Is where is this line between accepting your partner as they come and sharing things about them that you would like to see changed. And when it comes to appearance, I think that is super delicate. I think it's strangely more delicate than we think. If I said, Andy, you know, I really don't like it when you do yard work at like 6 a.m. because I like to sleep in and or, hey, when you when we talk about sensitive things about our families, sometimes I feel like you're not really like present for that conversation. Like those are things where I think it's almost easier for you to say the truth. Right. Which is I, I want this need to be met. I don't feel like you're meeting this need. And I really would appreciate you be having more concerted effort in that area. When it comes to appearance, this is the way this person is by default, maybe sometimes that feels super, super personal. That is that is my body. That's a, that's the thing I live in every day. And you're now trying, you're now essentially saying like, there's a version of that vessel that has, I've lived with my entire life that you want more than the one that I, you have. To go back to sort of the tactical approach to this, when you were saying that this woman needs to look within herself and ask why she's motivated, I also would look at him and ask him why he's motivated. A thousand. So a thousand I would, you know, if, if, look, if you gained 30 pounds, you're a t- for the viewers who, or the listeners who don't know, Eleanor is a pretty small person. If she gained 30 pounds, that'd be a, you know, a pretty significant weight be gain. Very obvious. Yeah. And well, and just a significant weight gain. And I would want to put all of my baggage behind about it and, and of course, examine my baggage about this weight gain, but also put it behind and say like, hey, what's going on? You know, like if someone's not taking care of themselves, they're no longer cutting their hair, no longer shaving, basically looking totally unkept. What is going on? Is it just like they like is societal constraints the only reason they ever did that stuff? That seems (laughs) unlikely. Like this could be a symptom, not the core of the problem. So like actually coming from that angle, I think is a lot more loving and caring and probably effective. Let's just put it this way. So Andy has pretty consistently always had a mustache, which for me is the way I like it. And it's the way he likes to wear his facial hair. So it works out pretty well. But what if I was anti-mustache? I don't want it. I don't like it. It's not yeah, I don't for know. me. The the way I would approach that is to, to your point, become curious about what does this represent for you? How do you feel about your facial hair? Like understand where your partner's coming from. And I don't think it's wrong to like clearly tell them like I like I I actually prefer when you have a full beard. Um, I also a, a great example of me giving advice and not taking it like it's like we have had those conversations in a roundabout way, but like. Uh, listen, relationships are not easy. Right. I mean, you don't go to Reddit and say, hey, what do I do in this situation? Because it's intuitive to you. You do it because of course. these are- We wouldn't have this podcast if <laughs> relationships were <laughs> No one were really easy. cares that we have this podcast, but we wouldn't be doing it for sure if there weren't a lot whoa, of questions whoa, whoa, on the internet- we talk about? About relationships. Okay, let's hear what the Redditors have to say. User Puffy Cats, right? <laughs> These names are insane, first of all. Can I just say that? <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of the Redditor aesthetic. Stop asking and start telling. Say, boyfriend, 
I've been too delicate, hoping you'd pick up on hints, so I have to be direct now. You need to maintain your hair and beard. When can you schedule an appointment to do that? Yowzers. Yeah, how do you feel about that kind of directness? I mean, it's pretty counter to all of the things we just spoke about. I mean, I don't, look, many of girlfriends have gone that route and probably boyfriends too, but I don't, I honestly don't think it's as effective as like actually trying to come together and figure it out. Yeah, I think you run the risk. Work as a team, work as a partnership and try and figure it out. I just think that's more effective. I think you run the risk of not getting you what you want because someone feels defensive in that stance or somebody going along with your request and you never really getting to know them better. Whether it's they just are like, I'm having a freaking great time not taking care of like two hours of personal hair maintenance every week or whatever it is. And having somebody just like be a puppy dog. Yeah. Do you want an employee or a partner? Like, I mean, I think it's really that simple. Yeah. These sound like silly things, but these are the things that can either drive you apart or bring you together. Okay. So the original poster replied to another user that had a similar response. I very directly asked him to shave, but I'm worried if I mention how it'll help him in the interview process, it might hit a nerve. And that's right. Like, I actually think that's a very practical thing is like, hey, you want to grow your career. We've talked about your career goals. Do you think that your hair and beard are affecting the way you interview? I don't know. I, I'm of two minds with that. I think it's totally fair to have that conversation. Part of it, too, is to your point, I sort of am okay with saying, like, let him learn that lesson. Yeah. Like, do you really yeah. need to be the educator of your partner? He's an adult. He's going into these conversations. So what if he gets a job and he didn't have to do a single thing to his hair? Like if if your core concern is like, you know, I I prefer you with clean shaven and a, and a shorter crop, like that's what I prefer. Then just say that and have that conversation about whether or not that's a preference they have and like let it go. Because if you layering on like all of these reasons why this person should do it, while it may not be manipulative, I think there's a part of it that's like, is that really what you yeah, care about? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, going back to your original thing is like, what is? Wh- why do you feel this way, right? Like there have definitely been plenty of times where we've had conflict and there was some underlying issue that wasn't being brought out and I didn't see it that way and understand it that way. And maybe you didn't even. And and that was at the root of the problem. And finding that root would have helped me. Like oh there's gosh. been times where like, if you were like, hey, when you say that, it really embarrasses me and I hate being embarrassed. Like I would of course be like, oh shit. I, the last thing I want to do is embarrass my wife. I love her. I don't want her to feel that way. Especially if she says she feels really shitty when she's embarrassed. If you, if this woman feels like her boyfriend isn't taking care of himself because he doesn't care if she's attracted to him, then like that's important. And that is a powerful thing to tell somebody. User Delamander Delamander's coming in with the truth. (laughs) Right. If your roles were reversed, the comments on this post would be along the lines of, you bad, their body, their choice. For sure. Of course. So, you know, what is this limit? Where are the gender roles and boundaries here? Where is it acceptable for you to say to me, hey, there's something about your personal appearance that I'm not super comfortable with? I don't, uh, not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I mean, that's how I would view it. Uh, I agree. There are some really gendered things there. (laughs) Men have to, (laughs) part of the reason why men groom and look the way they do in society is because partially because women want them to look that way. At the end of the day, I also don't feel like it's my place to tell you how to look and present yourself. There's too much shit around that. Well, and, and, and I, like, I think at the end of the day, women do a lot of these things because that's what we're 
sure. programmed or in, in cultured to do for men. And so I do think there's something to be said for these conversations, I believe, are only safe and effective when there is already established trust, curiosity, and concern for the other person's feelings. If you're in a relationship where you haven't cultivated that, like really try to cultivate that before you start having conversations about how you think the other person Well, and like I actually also think like to my point of like figuring out what's at the root of it, if you decided to stop wearing makeup and wore yoga pants 24 seven, I would, I don't think it would be a bad, like, I don't think I would be wrong or trying to control your body by asking you if something's up. And if like, Hey, you used to really care about clothes and wear like wearing nice clothes out in public. And now you just wear yoga pants every day. Like that's your choice, but is there something behind it? Are you feeling okay? Well, that's the other thing. That's a different conversation than like, Hey, put some fucking pants on. Like you're embarrassing me with your pajamas. Yeah. And I definitely see when I look through Reddit, at some of these same topical questions, I'll see more black and white, right? You know, I've been dating this guy for a while and he said I he wants me to get a boob job. You started dating this person. You know what they look like. You know how they dress. You see, you know what I mean? You see their self-expression and now you're asking them to change for you. And I think that that, is, that, that feels worse to me than I got into a relationship with somebody and they've changed in this relationship. And in some ways, people will change in hopefully a manner that you enjoy and find really inspiring. And then sometimes it'll be in ways that you are either concerned or not particularly, you know, find appealing. And like, those are different conversations. Like I came into this relation thinking you were imperfect and now it's my opportunity to like manipulate you into the version I want. Like ask yourself, do you want to be with someone who doesn't feel confident being with you because they're more worried about what other people think of them and the value you add to them? That's just a selfish person. TLDR. If you see a change in your partner's appearance that worries you, start a conversation with them from a place of curiosity and, if appropriate, concern. Seek to understand what's going on in their life that may have prompted this change. More importantly, try and understand why this change is affecting you. Does it make you view them differently? Do you worry about how it reflects upon you? We often project our own insecurities onto those we're closest with, and initiating a conversation without exploring your own triggers can be a recipe for hurt feelings. If you determine you still want to ask your partner to alter their appearance, do so kindly, directly, and succinctly. Then drop it. It's their body, their life experience, and ultimately, their decision. Yeah, there it is. TLDR. It would be foolish to say that question, you know, conversations about appearance and attraction to your partner won't occur and, and change over time. Like, I think that would be a really, I know that like, that has been a part of my relationship. I definitely have sat down with friends, both male and female who have talked through watching their partner change and, and, and really not feeling attracted anymore. And some have come back from that. That's hard. By being really honest and not saying, I'm just going to bury it because it's an uncomfortable conversation or not my place. But I've like literally said, I I am struggling right now because I feel like the intimacy and sexual attraction in our relationship has changed and I don't feel super attracted 
to you right now. That is a horrible thing to have to hear. But like, I also feel- I've been hearing it my whole life. (laughs) Not from me. From everybody, from society. (laughs) But like, I, I worry that, you know, maybe you go to counseling to have that conversation if that's really where you're at in your relationship. Yeah. And, you know, it's that's a different situation than I, you know, I don't like the way you trim your beard. But I think ultimately you have to be comfortable with how to have these conversations, because if you're with a long term partner and that's your goal, like you probably are going to age into versions of each other that are going to ha- that are going to challenge the level of attraction you've you've once had. All right. Well, I think we need to tend to our cat. She looks like a furry football right now, which is <laughs> adorable, but <laughs> she meowed so much during this podcast. She's the shape of a football. She's very cute. She's really cute. Well, uh, we should we do this again. We should do this again. Yeah, let's do it. Great. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a website exploring what makes podcasting similar to and deeply different from what came before. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is New Sessions by Kixta. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time.